0: Welcome to Local Talent Time, the segment where Western Tourist Radio showcases the talent of WA and the Southwest. G'day, I'm Barry Green. Welcome to Western Tourist Radio's Local Talent Time. I'm talking to Graham Harvey about his best-selling book, Seducing the Vigilante Customer. I read this book and uh, once I started, I couldn't put it down. The first paragraph of the main text of the book really got me in. I'll get Graham to read it for you. Thanks, Barry. It's a book with 101 chapters and it, so it,
1: has it basically flows through uh, business. And Chapter one is about leadership. It's about setting the service example. And it starts with, Metaphysics talks about the law of reciprocity. It states that whatever you give will determine what you get. Put another way, receiving is a function of giving. For example, the quickest way to receive a smile is to smile. The quickest way to get a smack in the mouth is to smack someone in the mouth. And so it is with service. The easiest way to ensure frontline staff are delivering the highest possible standard of service to your company's customers is to make sure that you too are delivering the highest possible standard of service to your staff. The late Sam Walton, founder of Walmart, summed it up best when he said, Great leaders are what they want their companies to become. I also believe that's the main determinants of a company's success is the
0: example set by the company's leaders. Well, that really got me in, um, Graham, and it talked about reciprocity. (laughs) Reciprocity. That's the word, yeah. And uh, and really, Western Tourist Radio, we've been doing that for years with our website because we're about promoting smaller, well, not just smaller business, but we want to focus on the smaller business in tourism that provide unique local experiences, and, uh, and we've built our website by linking to all sorts of businesses and all sorts of businesses linked to us. So we're building a community of small and medium-sized businesses around our website. Well, now I've got that plug for Western Tourist Radio in. What more would you like to say on the subject, Graham? The challenge
1: that business faces is that the world has never been more connected than ever before. Uh, in his latest book, The Icarus Deception, written by Seth Godin, who's certainly one of my marketing heroes, he talks about we live in a connected economy. The example that I use in my workshops is that if you look at Facebook, Facebook now has over a billion Facebookers, and in Australia, out of a population of 23 million, over 10 million Australians will log on to their own Facebook account today, at least once today. And what it demonstrates is that people are connected, they're talking to one another. So one of the other things that I talk about in my workshops is I ask businesses, what is the word on the street? How are your customers talking about you when you're not there to defend yourself? Because what happens is that people, before they go and see a movie, will go onto Facebook and say, has anybody been to see such and such? Or they might there might be a new restaurant in town and someone says, we'll try and find someone who's been there. People think that they have a, a pioneering spirit, but my, my observation is in life, most people would rather go second. They'd rather let other friends or family go and check out the movie or the restaurant or drive that new car. Before they then sort of venture to try it themselves, and and why can you blame them when all that information is there essentially for free, whether it be on the end of a telephone call, uh, responding to a text message, or just simply um, going on to, going on to Facebook? So therefore, one of the challenges in the business today is that we really need to lift our our service game, and that's a it's an area where Australia, broadly speaking, is languishing behind. Most other countries around the world. I mean, it's particularly the uh, the U.S., which is obviously has you know, critical in some areas. But the one thing, of, particularly in the U.S. Uh, hospitality and uh, and restaurant business. I mean, they have a world-renowned quality of service that's just hard to find elsewhere. New Zealand, because it's so reliant on the tourist dollar. Uh, has a standard of service that is way ahead, generally that you will find uh, in Australia. And yet the good news is is that it's, that those businesses in Australia that truly understand that providing a great customer experience is their number one competitive advantage, those businesses are doing extraordinarily well. So again, what, I do with my, with my company service, service IQ is we work with organizations to basically design the whole customer experience, which is across the whole six senses. So we talk about, and this is the basis for my new book, which will be out shortly, is that a great customer experience is a combination of everything that your customer sees, hears, smells, tastes, touch. And equally importantly, number six is also how they emotionally connect with your product or service offering. So that's a long-winded st- answer to your question about um, this whole thing about reciprocity.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's terrific, Graham, and it, it absolutely parallels our experience. We also have a farm and a farmstay at Dinebrook with one cottage, and uh, I don't think we're in an accommodation business. We're selling an experience. and the people Absolutely, that, absolutely. The, the people that come here talk to their friends about it, and, and that's what I love about the internet. The internet, which is a, arguably a product of the best of American enterprise and technology, is a true private enterprise free market environment and uh, in the past we've had tourism accreditation and it serves no purpose whatsoever. A real free market is about interacting between customers and and suppliers and uh, I I think most accreditation schemes are a symptom of a failed free market. Well, the actual, uh, I guess the intent behind
1: accreditation schemes is honourable but I think it's sort of been hijacked in a way because... The TripAdvisors and the Urban Spoons, these global online sites where people can basically go and dump their ideas. For instance, I was um, invited to meet with a colleague in Perth recently. He'd said that w- where we were going to meet. So, what did I do? I just instantly went on to Urban Spoon to find out what the ratings of this particular cafe were. Um, most of them were good. There were a couple, obviously, um, less than. But I made judgments about almost it sealed my expectation of what I what I could expect, based upon the reviews in in Urban Spoon, and I know a lot of uh, tourism operators get a little bit concerned about the the power that TripAdvisor has. But generally speaking, if they're providing extraordinary levels of service, essentially they've got nothing to worry about. Yes, they will get the occasional customer from hell who, no matter what they do, are never going to please them. But generally, people are pretty smart, and if there's a if there's 200 comments on TripAdvisor and 195 of them are positive the public are happy to put things into perspective and they will see they will understand that there's probably underpinning reasons as to why those particular people were a little bit aggrieved based on theirs i mean i had I have a number of clients in that space and in conversations with them even them learning how to respond to those negative comments on tripadvisor is part of the business strategy that they have to learn and how they and how they do that so No, I agree with you. um, Accreditation has its place, but again, take it with a a grain of salt. Generally, if something is five-star... Five-star is more to do with the amenities provide rather than the standard of service that it provides. So you can actually get six-star service from a three-star establishment and you can get three-star service from a six-star establishment when it actually comes to the quality of the service that's actually provided, whereas the star rating has more to do with the amenities that are being provided.
0: Thanks, Graham. Can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they can get a copy of your book, Seducing the Vigilante Customer?
1: My website is grahamharvey.com, and you can certainly send me an email at graham at grahamharvey.com, and I can certainly arrange to uh, to get one to you. Um, it's in a few bookstores, but the reason why it's sort of, it's been around for a little while now, and I've just sort of head down, bum up, getting my new book finished. Its actual title changes depending on what day of the week. It'll either be called Design, Deliver, Delight, or The Six Senses of Service. I'm not quite sure which one yet, so we might do a bit of market testing and put it both out under both names and see what the response is, which... Which is the other thing about business today is that you actually have to go and test the market. I talk in my workshops again about how business has changed from inside out to outside in. And what I mean by that is that in days past, a business on the inside would, would make a product or develop a service. And then it would go outside into the marketplace to find somebody to sell that service to. Whereas business today has essentially flipped, it's now incumbent upon business in the first instance to go outside into the marketplace, identify what the needs, wants and expectations of the consumer consumer land are, and then to come back inside and create the product or service that then matches and takes care of those identified needs and wants in the marketplace. I mean, one of the great uh, gurus in this area would obviously be the late Steve Jobs, where You know, he would observe somebody walking down the street with a 10-kilo boombox on their shoulder. But he doesn't see somebody carrying a boombox on their shoulder. He sees somebody that's wanting to take their music with them. So what does he do? He comes back inside and creates an iPod. And, of course, when when he launched the iPod, he didn't launch it as another MP3 player. He launched it as a thousand songs in your pocket. So that was the mastery and genius of Steve Jobs was to identify a perceived need in the marketplace that the marketplace itself didn't even know that need existed. And obviously we've seen in the launch of iWatch. Well actually the consumer didn't ask for an iWatch. It was Apple observing what the market actually needed, even though the, the, it didn't realise that need itself, and then created a product to actually satisfy those needs. That's the that's the genius of Apple.
0: Well thanks for that, Graham. Now you did mention the two possible names for your forthcoming book. What were they again? Design Deliver Delight, and the other one
1: is the six senses of service. So,
0: so you heard it first on Western Tourist Radio and if you have any thoughts, click Graham an email about the two options for his new book. Western Tourist Radio, Discover WA, your way. To find out more about any artists featured on Western Tourist Radio programs, simply visit touristradio.com.au slash local Thank you for listening, drive safely, and enjoy our great southwest.